I want you to imagine that you're going on a trip. It's summer. It's time to get away. Time for something new. Time for an adventure. Where are you going? You might be thinking of a trip that you're actually going to take this summer. Or maybe you're thinking about a trip that you'd really like to take this summer. Maybe you're going to Gatlinburg. Maybe down to Disney in Florida. Maybe going out to the west coast of California to swim in the ocean. Maybe even further west to Hawaii. That'd be nice. Maybe you're going to Paris or to Rome. Wherever you're going, whether actually going or just dreaming of going, you're excited to go. But you don't just get on the plane and go. You plan for your trip. You get to know all that you can about your destination, the places you want to visit, the things that you want to do, so you can fully enjoy your trip when you arrive. And for everyone who has put their faith in Jesus, there is a trip beyond all trips that we will take. A destination beyond every destination. There is no greater place than heaven. And so I think it's a good idea for us to learn as much as we can about this place where we will live forever. And this is why we're not just going to hear about heaven in just one sermon, but we will have a, a whole series of sermons together throughout the summer. We're going to take our time looking through the Bible and trying to consider all the details we can glean about this fascinating place where we will spend eternity. Now, God and His Word are perfect. But our understanding of God and His Word are imperfect. And of course, as your pastor, I want to get these sermons on heaven right. But I know enough to know that I don't know it all. Get that? <laughs> I know enough to know that I don't know it all. And so, on this journey together, if you hear something that you think, oh, that seems a bit off, <laughs> then let me know. Yes, I'm studying and preparing best I can, but I want it to kind of go beyond just, just me up here, you know, saying a, a lot of words to you. And I know that's what we're used to, but I invite you into this study of heaven. I invite each of you into this for it to be a dialogue together. I want this to be a learning process for us all. All right. As we look back, ancient philosophers thought that heaven was God's home and that earth was our home. And hence, people were not given access to heaven. 
That's where God is. It's not a place for, for humans. Our place is, is down here. But then we see a process happening throughout time of increased understanding throughout history and revelation from God revealing the truth that heaven was now becoming accessible for people. We learn in the Bible that all people, all of us, have a disability we call sin. And therefore, access to heaven was not possible because we couldn't get there on our own. You think of of those with disabilities, those that we know and love. And it's difficult to get certain places. I want you to think about that. So I contend that when I read the Bible, I see that we all have a disability called sin. And that has kind of blocked that access to heaven. It's blocked the way. So that's the bad news. But thank God for the good news that starts to shine through the pages of the Bible. That God has made a way possible for us to enter into heaven through his son, Jesus. The name above all names, Jesus. And that our Savior has opened the door and made the way accessible for each of us, for all who would simply believe without cost. It is free, free through the believing. When we do this, when we believe, Jesus forgives. It's so good. He forgives. He saves us from an eternity apart from him. He calls us his children. We get to be a part of the forever family. He promises us that our home now will be with him. With him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. So this is good. That in this sin-torn world where we know things are not as they should be, we know it, we feel it deep within. But that through that, when we find out that we have the hope of heaven as our home, it is such a comforting thought for us. And we think of those that we love that have gone before us in the faith. When we think of heaven, we're going to learn something pretty interesting. We're going to learn that while we thought there was only one heaven, the truth is that there are two. When we get beyond a casual reading of the Bible and we start to look a little little closer we see that there is a present heaven and there is a future heaven. They are both good. You can be sure of that. But they are different. Let's dive right in and look at the present heaven. 
This is the heaven that exists right now. Where believers in Jesus will go immediately after death. Some Christians, and some theologians, you know, that's the, that, those that, that are super smart, uh, supposedly, that, that know the Bible and know a lot spiritually. Well, they could be wrong too. But even some theologians believe in something called soul sleep. Soul sleep. They say that after your body dies, your soul becomes unconscious and sleeps until we awake when Jesus returns to earth at a future date. And then the resurrection of all the dead occurs. So some believe in what we call soul sleep. I do not believe in soul sleep. Primarily, not only, but primarily because of one verse. When Jesus said to one of the criminals right there next to him on the cross, a man who came to faith, yes, at the very end, but still he came to faith. And Jesus said, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Not at some point in the future you will be with me in paradise. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. For all who recognize their sin, And all who recognize their need for a Savior, when they die, they enter the present heaven right away. In Revelation chapter 7, this is the very last book of the Bible, we get to read about the way things are now and what is yet to come. Gives us great hope. When we know the end of the story, that helps us right now and we're in the middle of the story. It helps us to know the end. It's good. Revelation 7, verses 16 and 17, speaks of what life is now like for those in heaven. It says, never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes the present heaven is an invisible dimension to us but it is very real and very vivid to those who are there right now we can be sure of that scientists believe that there are many unseen dimensions and many unobservable universes in the great beyond. And so it should not be hard for us to believe that heaven is just one of those universe dimensions. It could be overlapping 
our universe and our world, there could be an overlap, even though obviously we don't see it. That's possible. It could be kind of on the side of us. It, or in the more classic view, it could be above us. What we need to know is that the present heaven is actually the temporary heaven. It's not the eternal heaven where we will be forever. There's two different heavens here that the Bible speaks of. Let's go now to learn a little bit about the future heaven. After Jesus returns, he will make all things new by bringing heaven and earth together. Heaven and earth together. Wow. What a thought. I want us to look at three scriptures that point to this amazing reality. The first being from the Old Testament. Then we'll get into the New Testament. Scripture written by Peter, another of the disciples who walked with Jesus. The last one written by John, another disciple, who was given revelation of what was yet to come. All point to this truth of heaven and earth becoming one. First, Isaiah 65, verse 17 See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Now to 2 Peter 3, written by Peter. He says, but in keeping with his promise, it's the promise of Jesus, the promise of God, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means Salvation. The Lord is patient with us, often to the very end of our lives, for us to turn to Him to believe. Sometimes we're like, Lord, why aren't you coming back yet? We don't have all the answers. We're often, we're often impatient, aren't we? But God is patient for more and more to enter in through faith. He's patient. And now the last scripture in Revelation, again, this is from the uh, disciple John, who has given some very unique and awesome visions, revelations of heaven, what was yet to come. They would see that the heaven would literally descend upon the earth, making everything new. So we start in Revelation 21, starting in verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven... And a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down 
out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. So we see, my friends, that the prophesied destiny is not just about going up to heaven when we die, to go up, but that God and his heaven will actually come down to be with us. Doesn't this vision get us excited about what is to come, about how loving and good God is, that he wants to be with us forever? And to do a total overhaul and makeover of this world as we know it. Just like when we experience something amazing in this life. Just like when we see something beautiful. And we say, wow. This is heaven on earth. I know you've said that. I know you've experienced that. Kind of that taste of heaven here. Something so good. There's the best meal of your life. (laughs) The best sunset. The prettiest rainbow. You can think of that. And you said, wow. This is heaven on earth. We absolutely love it when old cars, buildings, and homes are renovated and restored. We love it. It's a truly special thing to see the old becoming new. Try to imagine how amazing it will be when God does this to our world. See, this world will not be thrown away. Often people think that, and often we do that in our own culture with things we have. We're so used to that. Something's not working right, or there's something out there new, we throw it away to get something else. Not the case, I believe, with God and this world, his creation. It won't be thrown away. It will be forever changed and transformed. I believe that our hearts yearn for heaven and earth to be one. And the more I read the Bible, the more I believe God also yearns for this. I believe this is God's plan. The future heaven, the eternal heaven, also called the new earth, will be our home. And in the weeks ahead, we will be learning what heaven on earth will be like. We are going to see that it's not just the clouds, the halos, and the harps that we've often thought. It's going to be this world. 
redeemed, resurrected, renewed, and remade. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, get us excited about the future that you have for us. Help us to realize and to imagine in our minds and in our hearts how good it's going to be. Help us to understand this truth. Lord, that yes, there's heaven now, the present heaven. You said you go to prepare a place for us. And when we breathe our last, we know, that's, we know where we're going. We know it. But there's also a future heaven, something you have in mind. Lord, where we'll live eternally with you and heaven coming down to be upon the earth, everything renewed, remade, and awesome. Lord, we're going to continue learning from you, continue to teach us, open up our minds to what you're doing and what you, you will yet do. Lord, we thank you for the hope of heaven that you've given all of us. Through you, Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.